Happy Tuesday, all things Montessori. I'm so excited about this week's episode. I got the chance to go up to New Jersey to hang with Jamie in Sea Lavender and see the Rising Tide headquarters as well as the Sea Lavender classroom. And of course, we had to do an episode together. It was so fun to record in the same room. Like, it was so fun. We haven't done that in so long. It was such a delight. And this episode is it's just hilarious because we're just so excited to be with each other. I think the energy is so much fun. So I really hope you enjoy. This episode is brought to you by Patreon. Thank you so much to all of you who have donated any amount to Patreon and supported us. And thank you also for everybody for listening, for following us on Instagram, for sending your emails. I really appreciate all the amazing support. If you want to become a patron of all things Montessori, it's super easy. You just click the link below. It'll take you to patreon.com. You can search for all things Montessori and you can choose a donation if you would like to donate to all things Montessori. Any amount is so welcomed, but also just the fact that you guys listen is support enough. So thank you so much. I'm so excited about this episode. So let's just get right on into it. And please enjoy this week's episode with Jamie Rue. Hi, Jamie. Hey, Rachel. How are you? I'm good. What's so exciting to be, we're sitting side by side <laughs> together. I know. It's fun. We, it's uh, been I'm, a long time since we've recorded together in person. I know it. And I think it started, we started recording in person in uh, early 2018, 2019? 19? I don't Years know. have no meaning anymore. <laughs> it was pre-pandemic by a year. Yes. <laughs> oh, but it's so fun. So we are actually, I'm up in New Jersey uh, right now. I, um, a good friend of mine made my chart box, uh, my elementary chart box a while ago, and I am not using it right now. So it's going to be in the sea lavender classroom. So that was one reason I came up here, but I mostly came up here because I wanted to see everything, see Jamie. We're sitting in Rising Tide headquarters right now, right next to the Sea Lavender classroom. So, Jamie, how's it going? It's, I mean, we're making progress. It's less than two weeks till the first day of school. We've onboarded the whole staff for both Sea Lavender and Rising Tide, and we're sort of all hands on deck, uh, getting everything ready, setting up an office, setting up a recording studio for our videos, setting up Sea Lavender. Um, it's super fun. That's awesome. And exhausting. <laughs> Yeah, Jamie and I were, uh, you know, in typical fashion this morning, figuring out what we were going to talk about. And, you know, we thought we'd just have an open conversation about the month of August, especially when leading up to the first day of school, when you have a mountain of things to do and you don't know how they're going to get done. <laughs> but somehow they always get done. Absolutely. It's it'll it's definitely going to get done. But and, you know, so for those of you that have like set up a program from scratch, it's been, you know, a juggle of getting the work done on the building, getting the inspections scheduled and passed. You know, when we when we first started moving in, the flooring guy was here tearing out the old flooring. So we had to move into one little <laughs> section and then all the furniture and stuff. And then when he finished the floor, then we moved it all 
to the other side so that he could then tear out that little piece and finish that. So, you know, I think we've moved like every single Ninhus box like 18 times. And I don't even think that's an exaggeration, like different things like that, that we've, you know, but now they're all unpacked. Those boxes are unpacked and, and we're, and the shelves are here. So yeah, it's just a lot of being, um, flexible and patient and having that confidence that it gets done and it all gets done. Yeah. I mean, I think you can, I don't know. I used to like look out at the sea of unfinished things or the shelves I needed to put together or, you know, whatever. And it's almost like a paralyzing feeling and then you don't even know where to start, you know? Um, But I just, you know, you just do shelf by shelf somehow, you know, or, 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 or you like piece randomly, by piece. <laughs> I don't know. Right. Or you like start one little project and then right. get distracted by something else and then totally. go back and realize you haven't finished the <laughs> first thing you were doing. It, it gives me a lot more sort of, um, empathy and understanding of the children in the classroom where the classroom, even when it's all put together and lovely can be overwhelming for the children and they can start and stop projects just like I've been doing for the last several weeks. <laughs> so, I mean, if you walk through Sea Lavender right now, pretty much every table is covered in stuff that needs to be put on a shelf. There's like half unpacked boxes, half put like the racks and tubes are sort of put together, but we haven't put the beads in the tubes. Like there's very few sort of completely finished sections <laughs> as we sort of flip from one thing to the next. Right, so. right. What do you think is like the like some of the most important things that have to be done. Like, I mean, ideally everything's done, but like what has to be done before the first day? Like, I mean, the tables need to be cleared <laughs> off. <laughs> so, that, okay. the, so that the children have a place to work. I think that's important. That's like Step my number, number one. Okay. <laughs> my number one priority. Love it. Um, and we want to make sure that, the, yeah, like the stuff that's going to make them feel at home because they're really not going to notice that, you know, the decimal board is back ordered, r- really, or that sort right. of thing, um, you know, or whatever else we haven't quite finished or gotten together as long as what's on the shelf looks orderly and they have enough stuff to do. We're not really going to work with materials much at the beginning of the year anyway, because I know most of these kiddos have been um, out of school for the last year and a half. And so I know we're going to have to spend a lot of time like community building, reconnecting. Remember what it's like to live in a space with 25 people, you know, and like how we talk to each other, how we interact. So I know we'll be doing a lot of whole group activities Mm -hmm. and we're also going to spend as much time as possible outside because of covid so um so we won't that gives me a little grace on the little bits and pieces that aren't finished so sure that's a really good point because um i think the first day week month of school is all about the community it it doesn't matter if the you know geography section isn't as perfect as you want or all the things aren't in order or you know I've dealt with that too I remember when I first started and I was had a lower elementary classroom and the grammar boxes were back ordered and I was like oh my god and of course I'm an English major so I'm a first-time teacher English major only wanted to give English lessons and my favorite material is back orders I'm like panicking um but I think you're right like it doesn't matter like just 
you know, doing those group games, singing together, getting outside, especially with the pandemic. I mean, you know, it's it's really important to, to utilize outside time. Yeah. As much as possible <clears throat> right now, because it can kind of give a sort of semblance of normalcy more so than, you know, being inside, I think. And with. Yeah, because we'll be masked. Everyone right. will be masked all the time inside in our in our building. Um, yeah. So I think. Well, and, you know. I think I've said it before on the podcast, but like the the materials um, are useful tools for doing the work we need to do with children. But realistically, Montessori, the way we approach children does not require materials. Mm -hmm. They are super helpful and useful, and I'm very grateful to have them. But we don't need them to do Montessori education with children because the approach is separate from the materials. Montessori herself said that, you know, she said that, you know, everyone's looking at the materials and they're not looking at how we approach children. So, so I keep that in mind when I hear the back order date pushing back and that sort of thing. Cause you know, we're having still, I know all of you know this, like a global crisis with shipping and that sort of thing, not enough, truck drivers to deliver stuff, not enough room at ports for shipments to be offloaded, a shortage of materials. We scaled back our construction project um, because of the shortage of materials and the shortage of workers to get the work done. You know, it's hard to get electricians and plumbers right now. Um, So we really scaled back uh, what we were going to do. We did the, you know, what we could to get the place beautiful and um in the future when things settle down we might make a few more changes <laughs> but uh, but you know in the midst of all of that again it's a good lessons on like patience gratitude for what we can do and have and and I thankfully had like 10 bins of classroom stuff left over from oh yeah years ago so <laughs> we've got a lot to get us started no you totally do you have a full age range, right? We do. We have six-year-olds all the way through 12-year-olds. Oh, that's going to be so fun. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. So it's been a while since you've been, like, you know, leading a classroom. What are you most excited to do? Uh, I'm really – I feel really a lot more confident in my ability to be um, responsive minute to minute to the children. I have a lot more, I think, patience. Mm-hmm. And trust in the children even than I did before. And I felt like I was a pretty good teacher before and pretty good Montessori teacher. Um, But now I know even more so. I'm so familiar with the lessons. I'm so comfortable with them going their own direction. Um, uh, So I'm excited for all that to see how it all emerges with me, um, you know, more mature and (laughs) and. Experience. You started yeah. teaching. You were really young. You were in your mid twenties, right? I was twenty three. Right. Yeah. Okay. So early twenties. Yeah. I was twenty three. Yeah. Okay. So that's like just like a completely different stage of life. Yeah. I was not it. yet out of the fourth plane of development. No. <laughs> so yeah. So what would you? I remember in our training. I. It's so funny. Like that year went so quick, but I remember all of it. <laughs> I think because it was so insane and so hard, I just, I feel like I, when you go through something really strenuous, like that really, really tough, like you just, you remember so much of it. And I remember you saying that your first year teaching was your favorite year. 
It was. I I loved my first year of teaching. Mm -hmm. I was completely (laughs) ill-prepared for the classroom. I only had one summer of training. I um, was super young. I got pregnant halfway through the year. <laughs> like, was which, it lower L? Yeah. Okay. It was lower L. It was, I had 25 kiddos. Ooh. Um, okay. Uh, but it was so fun. And I remember my friends, you know, so we're all in our mid twenties. Um, we'd get together. That was back when we'd just hang out on weeknights and stuff. <laughs> A lifetime ago, but we would they would kind of be complaining about their post college jobs, you know, like all of that. And I would be silent, feeling guilty, mm. sort of, that I loved my job so much. Like oh. it was so, it was the hardest year in a lot of ways, but it was also the most fun because I was so idealistic. I was so like excited. I didn't have anything to compare it to. Mm -hmm. So I was just like rolling with whatever happened. Yeah, it was a really, really fun, fun year of teaching. I remember then my second year realizing, oh my gosh, I have to take a whole new group of six-year-olds and help them settle in. Like, oh my... (laughs) Six-year-olds in general are just exhausting. They're so beautiful. They're, they're, they're so excited. They're, yeah, they're so excited. They're ready to do yeah. everything, but they take a lot right. of energy. And the seven-year-olds were like, I was like, you guys, we were here together last year. <laughs> like, I know I gave you these lessons. I know that you, you know, there's a little bit of like, which is great. I mean, that's the nice thing. I learned my second year is that like, oh, yeah, I have all these new six year olds, but the seven year olds kind of don't remember anything. Right. So they can just group in with those six year old lessons also and they'll take it further. Like they remember once you get into it. But but those were, you know, those were fun. Those were fun years. So I know I, I think fondly upon my first year teaching, too. I was in a very small classroom just flying by the seat of my pants, literally. <laughs> yes. Like not knowing what on earth I was doing, but. Some of my, like, super most tender memories are from that year. Um, Because I think, too, your first year teaching, like, I didn't really get this about teaching until I was in the moment doing it. You are just putting yourself out there constantly. And, like, I mean, six-year-olds, they pretty much love you no matter what. But still, like, I felt like I was just, like, performing all the time. Mm Because especially with Montessori, because you have to do a little bit of theatrics and, like, your humor comes out and... I was not really prepared for that, but I like loved it as a performer before. I just, I thought it was so fun, but you're in there, you're just putting yourself out there and just hoping that it works. And sometimes it doesn't work. And that was, I think, a big learning curve for me, not taking it personally when a six-year-old just walks away from you or like you give the most perfect lesson and they could care less. (laughs) (laughs) And can we go now? Right. Like not having that ego or like, you know what I mean? That, I mean, I still, I still really struggle with that, to be honest, because it's, I super emotional person, take a lot of things personally. So that's a really hard, um, a hard thing to overcome. But, you know, then three months later or a week later or whatever, you'll see them doing the material or working with it. You know what I mean? It's not that they weren't listening. Of course they were. They're just kids and they just, you know, they're just rolling around and whatever. Well, we're going to do a lot of filming in Sea Lavender this year. Oh, and I awesome. hope, I mean, I hope you're going to, we're, we're going to put out on, on Rising Tide clips and, and videos of, you know, lessons that go terribly wrong. 
I don't care. I do not have. <laughs> You're done. I, I'm totally fine. Like, go ahead and see me fail. It's fine with me. And I if it helps it. you learn, I'm really happy about it. So and I'm quite that. confident that there will be lessons <laughs> and presentations that that fall flat or that I have to pivot in the middle of and be like, oh, OK, this isn't working. So we're going to do. But that's what teaching is. It's constant improvisation because it's and that's what makes it really fun. But that kind of thinking on your feet. I was talking to one of my friends from training and she said, I think I'm so tired because I just feel like I'm constantly like making decisions and then unmaking them and then solving a problem. And then another one comes up. It's just like. That, that, that it's like yep. just a constant stream of that. But improvisation is a really good like metaphor for the work. And that's why on training courses, I always say like, it doesn't matter what I said. It doesn't matter what you get written down your album. You will never give the lesson that way ever. You shouldn't. It's so because true. I'm giving it to like an adult here. Like this is it's never going to happen this way. You have to be constantly improvising. And um, my friend John Snyder used to talk about like being a teacher in a Montessori classroom is like participating in a jazz uh, quartet or mm-hmm. jazz ensemble. And that and so jazz musicians have a very deep understanding of music theory, a very deep understanding of the relationships of chords and notes and things like that, and understanding of how the song generally goes. <laughs> and then they spend their time together improv- improvising. Yeah. And so what I would hope teachers can do is f- relax into that improvisation, just like jazz musicians do. They're not stressing out about what decision am I going to make next in when they're experienced in playing together. They're just feeling and responding. Ooh, that's interesting. I'm going to go here next. I'm going to, you know, like, and that's kind of how we need to be in the classroom, like confident in our training, confident in our understanding of children and how they develop the lessons we can offer and then be willing to improvise so that it's not so much about, con- I mean, there's decisions to be made, no question. <laughs> but as much as possible, it's not that we're trying to think too far ahead. Mm. We're simultaneously thinking ahead because everyone in an ensemble knows the song and how it goes. But then they also might make the song go 10 minutes longer because of an improvisation. Or they might cut it short when they realize, like, you know, they need to. And that's the that's what we do in the classroom, too. And that just is a part of kind of like flow. It's, you know, you get into flow. And that's what I encourage all of you to do as much as possible in the classroom. I mean, we'll check back in in a month or two and see (laughs) see how I'm feeling about flow. It's going to be great. (laughs) It's going to be awesome. I'm so I mean, these kids are they don't know what's coming for them. There's it's super it's super exciting. They yeah. I mean, I've been able to meet with most of the families, most of the children. Um, yeah, we're going to have to be great. Yeah, we're going to have so much fun. But it is a lot of, you know, it, it's hard to start the school year kind of already tired because you've spent so much time. Like when you're starting from scratch, like ordering all the furniture, managing the construction projects that are happening, um, establishing like we're a wildflower school. So we. We run the school. Um, so we've, you yeah, know, managing the budget, managing all our compliance stuff. Um, and I know a lot of you are doing that, too. Like you it's some in some ways, summer doesn't give you as much of a break. Right. I mean, I I'm, I'm looking forward to winter break. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but also like I know, like every time we've had a child come visit, like then we get energized. Right. right. So it's um, so it'll be fine. 
We're going to be fine. It's going <laughs> to No, it's going to be awesome. Um, I can't wait to watch the journey. I will share as much stuff on all things Montessori as I can. And we're just going to have regular little monthly check-ins. I'll let you get through the first six weeks. And then we'll, we'll uh, check we'll back in. We'll see how it's going. Um, yeah. Oh, it's just good. It's going to be great. It's going to be really fun. And I mean, we're excited because the whole team here with Rising Tide and Sea Lavender, like everyone's pitching in on both sides. So the children are going to get some exciting experience with trainers at all different levels, you know, in um, around and helping out. And then, you know, we also get the benefit of all the work we're doing at Rising Tide. So, um, yeah, we're really we're very excited to get going and, and it'll, it'll get ready. We're, but, but it is, I mean, we're really being conscious, like as an organization, trying to think through like how we not only take care of our classroom community and our parent community um, and our sort of global teacher, teacher community, but also like, how are we taking care of ourselves and what are we setting up or, you know, organizationally as the culture that we want. So we're really being conscious of making a space here where adults feel good about coming to work every day and feel like they have, are empowered to make decisions and have autonomy, much like the classrooms is for children. So that's something that we're also spending time on as a community of adults and making sure that we've got We've got that culture in place. And we also include our parents. So on the rising tide side, the kids at Sea Lavender will have their cubbies and we have a really welcoming space for parents to uh, hang out if they want. We'll, you know, have meetings in here. Um, We want this to be a space where everyone feels welcome and that they belong. So so amidst all the hard work, we're also being very conscious of um, the balance we need to achieve, even when our work is such a p- passion, mm-hmm. um, but also how can we make sure we're taking care of ourselves. So for all of you, whether you're just starting school or you're in the middle of the school year, um, always remember that too, that I know we've talked about balance and self-care on here a lot, but it is important because, I mean, one thing I know, and I think all of us that have worked, we've all worked in training centers where the work never ends. So um, we know the work never ends. And so when you know there's always going to be piles of work, you can just separate from it and say, you know, it doesn't matter if I work three extra hours tonight, there will still be more work. So we can set some limits that way and prioritize. And that's what we've been working on. And that's what we do. That's what we help the children do in an elementary classroom too, right? We help them prioritize and learn about making choices and manage their workflow. And so we're just applying all of those principles to us as adults too. I love that. It's such a great perspective. And I know we do talk about the balance and all of that so much on here, but I just think it's so important and it's something that slips away a lot of Mm -hmm. times because like you're saying, it is a passion. So you just want to work, 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 work. But I love that you're saying, yeah, it is never ending. So it's okay to step away because it's going to be there right. no matter right. what you do. Right. You can work all day Saturday yeah. and still you <laughs> could work all day Sunday and you could work all, you know, so, you know, we, uh, yeah, we're making sure to take our weekends. And I mean, 
maybe not next weekend before school starts, oh but you know, we're really trying to be conscious and thoughtful about yeah. how we do that, which I think um, that's great. The, I really am appreciating with our team too the open communication, the thoughtfulness, the, you know, willingness to pitch in, you know, cause we're, I mean, we're setting up cleaning services and ordering water delivery and, you know, like all these, you know, sort of trivial to a certain extent tasks, but they all need to be done. And so we're all just picking and choosing those tasks to um, share out the work and get them all done. That's great. (laughs) Well, I can't wait to watch the journey and Jamie will be checking back in um, periodically, of course. If any of you have any questions specifically for her, of course, you can reach out to her um, via email or our email, but you know, she's always available to answer questions when she pops back on. Um, so please do that. You know, our email, all things Montessori pod at gmail.com and follow rising tide and see lavender's journey. We're pumped to see. I mean, I'm just so excited to see how it goes because it's, I mean, it's going to be great. I just can't wait to watch it. (laughs) Yeah. It's we're, yeah, we're really excited about the classroom. We're excited about the significant diversity we've been able to cultivate in our community and how we're going to build a strong community around that. We're excited at Rising Tide to get, we're going to have, um, start getting birth to three content out because we've got Aaron Smith on board now. We're going to start getting adolescent and um, like bilingual content out. And we're launching, we're going to start um, AMI primary course, three to six course uh, starting in May. Amazing. Um, so that's super exciting as well. It's, it's a course that's going to, it's being led by Meg Trezice, the director of training. It's a lot of online components and we have an working with an equity consultant who's going to go through all the content so that equity work is embedded in every aspect of the course. So we're very excited about that on the rising tide side. And we have a couple other, um, projects and partnerships that we can talk about soon as well so like there's just there's so much going on that it's yeah it's very thrilling it's amazing it's amazing well thanks for chatting thanks Rachel